2: hello and welcome to the going talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the arsenal transfer show joining you every morning at 8 a.m at uk time i hope you're doing good hope you're doing well hope you had a fantastic start to your weeks as always and making this of course part of your morning routines thank you for dropping likes if you've already done that and for those that are new subscribers welcome for those that haven't subscribed yet please do and, of course, to everyone that's our regular listeners as well, welcome back uh, to the channel. Uh, Stevie, good morning to you, to Hawkwind, to Darren, good morning to Olu Darbas, uh, We've got Johnny, we've got NSW, Rich, Ray, Vic, Josh, Amira, Clincy, Errol, Jack. Uh, we've got uh, Matt G, we've got Masibulele, Stephen, Dave, Tony, Anthony, and plenty more of you guys as well. Thank you, as always, for tuning in let's uh let's waste no time shall we i think we should uh i think we should just crack straight on with today's stories first of all alessia russo uh, is expected to be announced as an arsenal player uh after completing her move to the club and uh you know there were some people i think that's seen the uh you may have seen on social media things going around like um the uh stadium tours are uh kind of suspended on certain days well uh, it seems to be that one of those reasons was because Alessia Russo of course and the announcement of her transfer will hopefully be coming out very soon and uh, we'll hopefully see that uh, announced and uh, a massive massive signing for Arsenal um, adding huge amounts of quality and talent to their forward line as we talked about already we've already added uh, LaCasse um, and now we're adding uh, Alessia Russo as well to the fi- uh, to the fold and when you see Beth Mead and Viv Medemar coming back as well. All of a sudden, Arsenal's attack is is quite impressive indeed. Uh, plenty of goals, plenty of options for Jodie Siderval to use next season, and Arsenal will be pushing to try and once again, anyway, uh, battle and usurp Chelsea from their dominant position in the Women's Super League. So, fingers crossed. Let's wait and see. Uh, how successful Arsenal can be in the WSL next season. Arsenal's players have returned to training. Um, Fantastic news, of course. Hopefully we get to see some... Uh, inside uh, knowledge of who's back, who's ready, who's fit. Uh, of course, not all the players have returned. Jesus and and Marquinhos, Trossard, Holding White and Cedric are said to be back according to the photos that were uploaded to the Arsenal website. But there's a number of players um, that are still, or well, we are still trying to wait and see whether or not they're going to be fit and ready. Saliba, not spotted. Tomiyasu not spotted despite the fact that they did not um, take part in international football. Uh, they're still recovering from injury. Martinelli, Also, uh, not featuring either. Uh, There were suggestions that those players were training and had a training session, I think, in Spain. Um, So there's work being done to get them back to full fitness. And, of course, other players that were away on international duty, Mill Smith-Rowe and Matt Turner, still are. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the likes of uh, Foller Baligan, Balogun, of course, who hopefully will be coming back soon from his time with the United States. Austin Trusty, of course, too, will be finally rejoining and getting involved in his first Arsenal training sessions. Uh, and then, of course, we've got other players that have been playing with the Astral side, like Bakai Saka, like uh, Aaron Ramsdale, of course. And uh, Yeah, it'll be great to see maybe some new signings popping up. Kai Havertz, of course, played for Germany, so he'll be returning to Arsenal in the next week or two. So, fingers crossed, uh, we can see lots of positivity around the club very soon. Now, Edu. Edu has done a big thing. (laughs) Edu has improved significantly. In the sales department, Uh, he's improved in the recruitment department. We've all been talking about the signings that Edu is making. But what perhaps we have not talked about enough is the potential sales that Arsenal are going to do this summer. Because there's not been that much movement. However, multiple reports uh, confirming yesterday, multiple outlets uh, suggesting and reporting that Edu has secured a £21.5 million deal to secure the exit of Granite Xhaka to buy Leverkusen. Previous suggestions were around that £13 million deal. 21.5 is a lot of money for a player who's now 30, who had just one year left on his contract, and uh, is basically less than half, uh, more than half, sorry, of what we ultimately um, paid the club, uh, paid, um, who was it, um... Brusamunch and Gladbach—that's what it was. <laughs> Tip of my tongue. Um, when we signed him, we paid just under uh, forty million pounds to sign Granite Xhaka. So twenty-one point five million getting in. Massive, massive credit to Edu, and uh, you know I hope that his biggest critics also hold their hands up and say fair play to Edu for getting that deal done. Now there are suggestions uh, circulating on social media yesterday uh, that Arsenal uh, and Arteta, in particular, wants to keep following Balogun at the club uh so aggregators yesterday spreading the news that was reported by an account called Hazim Tarek who suggested that throughout his spell at Ons in France that Arsenal have been very much in touch with the striker and his representatives and there are ongoing talks apparently uh regarding his future and Mikel Arteta has been very impressed with him and wants to keep him um I've not been able to verify this information. I just want to make that very, very clear. I'm going to try and do some digging on this today and see what's going on in the world of of following Balogun. But uh, he will return to the club after an extended holiday because he took part in the Gold Cup with the US, which they won, of course, as well. Um, But uh, sorry, the Nations League rather, not the Gold Cup, um, which they won. But uh, yeah, it's, if true, obviously good news. And we want to, I've said for a long, long time that I want to see following Balogun at the club next season. I want to see him given an opportunity. And I think that it means that Arsenal don't have to go out and bring in a forward because we've already got a regular goal-scoring forward coming back into the fold to compete with Jesus and Nketiah. So fingers crossed that this news is true and that the source is uh, correct on this. Um, But based upon you know what we're seeing and what we've heard it's going to be a big big job to um kind of you know convince him that he has got a pathway into the arsenal first in for next season because all the suggestions that we have had is that um you know he wants to play regular football he wants to start every single game pretty much and the expectation is that he's going to need some real convincing to keep him at the club and not uh, move on so let's wait and see but uh those are the reports, but I'm going to try and do some, uh, you know, I'm going to try and, and do some digging on this one today to see if we can drag anything up on it. Um, this is an interesting story. Yesterday, we talked a little about Romeo Lavi and we talked about how Liverpool had kind of taken the leads in the race to sign. Um, Romeo Lavia. However, according to the Times, Arsenal are to make their move for Lavia after they have completed a deal for Declan Rice. That was what was reported earlier on yesterday. Later on yesterday, Dharmesheth of Sky Sports uh, reported that Arsenal have no interest in Lavia, who does not have two Vs in his name. Um, But uh, when it comes to an interesting confliction of stories, it is difficult when you see uh, kind of two contrasting stories in such a short space of time to one another. The Times, very well connected. Dahmer were very, very well connected. Indeed, that's very with two Vs, by the way. Um, But I think that, from my side anyway, I am aware that Arsenal do have an interest in Romeo Lavia, that there is an existing interest in the player. As I have talked with you guys about, my understanding is that any contact has been on the player's side. There's not been discussions between Arsenal and Southampton, officially at least. Um, And maybe that's why the no interest line from Damesh is coming from um, that side of things. Maybe it's coming from the the side that the clubs have not spoken. Maybe that contacts at Southampton have suggested that Arsenal haven't said anything because from my understanding it's kind of uh, more of a, a player side of things where discussions have taken place but the times reports that the arsenal will make a move after the secure uh, securing declan rice let's wait and see there's only going to be one that's going to be right let's, let's put it that way either arsenal will indeed formalize their interest or it'll be a case where arsenal don't make a move for lavia but either route seems very much open at this stage and lastly uh, and rather penultimately, not lastly, uh, penultimately, Arsenal have apparently held talks over a potential deal to sign Benjamin Henricks, the RB Leipzig defender, regular starter, uh, in uh, Marco Rosa's side, who of course went on to win the B- DFB Pokal again last season. Um, he started uh, in the DFB Pokal the, the quarterfinals in the 2 0 win over Dortmund, he started the semi final in a 5 1 win over freiburg and he started the final um in a 2-0 win over frankfurt he can play as a right back he can play as a left back and has played there at times can also play as a right wing back as well Uh, Henricks is a player of significant versatility and therefore it is unsurprising to see Arsenal linked with a player of his profile. German international as well, of course, and has played 10 times for the German senior national side. He's a talented player um, and certainly his versatility fits the mould of what Arsenal look for. He is 26 years of age. He's not a burgeoning talent by any means. And it's said that RB Leipzig don't have an interest in selling him and do not want to lose him this summer so it'll be intriguing to see if Arsenal do make a move also very interesting what it means for some other players because after bringing in Uri and Timber and you've still got Tomiyasu you've got Ben White of course what would be the the motive around it well Henricks does offer some different characteristics at right back to Wyatt and Tomiyasu and Timber. you know he can get up the flank a lot more you know he is more adept at Playing further forward, he's even played in centre midfield. It kind of shows his ability to play an inverted style of role if you ever wanted him to. He got two goals and three assists in the Bundesliga in 30 appearances last season. So five goal contributions, one every six games. Not too bad for a full-back. Um, very interesting option for Arsenal. Um That's according to Florian Pletterberg. Um, so let's see if there's any deal in the next few weeks or so. It's mean, said, according to kicker, and sticking with fullbacks, that Joao Cancelo remains high on Arsenal's list of potential options. It's said that the Portuguese international is more keen on a potential move to Spain with a preference of the likes of Barcelona or Real Madrid. But at the moment, there aren't offers from those two teams forthcoming. And apparently, Arsenal's interest is uh, real in this sense, according to Kicker, who say that Arsenal will be considering a move for the Manchester City fullback. I still find it difficult to see Pet Guardiola sanctioning another kind of move to, to the Premier League and uh, another Premier League club like Arsenal, for instance, after what happened with Zinchenko and Jesus. So let's wait and see on this one. But this is the first suggestion we've seen in quite some time of João Cancelo's potential uh, interest from Arsenal. Uh, let's see how it develops. But Arsenal said to be having him high on their list of options. So let's wait and see. Right then, uh, let's move to part two and your questions right after this. Now, uh, I do have some news regarding those that want to get involved with our fundraiser that are uh, from abroad. Of course, if you're based in the UK, all you need to do is go down to the link in the description. You can donate uh, to our cause, and I absolutely uh, encourage you to do so. However... Unfortunately, I did have it confirmed to me yesterday that Cancer uh, McMillan do not accept donations, unfortunately, from abroad at the moment. And with us less than a hundred pounds away from our one hundred pound total, I know that there have been a lot of people that have reached out saying from abroad that they would like to support the cause. If you would like to support the cause, uh, we have a way around this, um, but you will need to send me a DM um, on any of my socials. So that's at the Gunna Talk on Instagram, at the Gunna Talk TV. On Twitter Um, you can email uh, there's an email on the uh, YouTube about page for the channel so anywhere along those three routes uh, if you would like to donate and you're based outside of the UK send me a DM um, and uh, we'll work out the way in which we can basically do it Um, because unfortunately they don't support it directly through the website if you're outside of the UK but we have got a way uh, after discussing with it uh, with them how we can kind of get around that so do uh, send me a DM and uh, hopefully we can get your donations into the total. But thanks to everyone that continues to support it. Uh, Natasha, Pat, Ben, uh, Leo, um, Matt, Faye, and Grace. Thank you so much, everybody that's continuing to donate. It does mean a lot to us. Right then, let's uh, let's crack on, shall we, and take some questions from the chat box if you haven't obviously already dropped a like there's over 1700 of you watching it would be very much appreciated if you just click that thumbs up button it would mean a lot so thank you uh jordan uh Jaden, sorry says tom who would you keep between balagan and ketia and the price would you sell them for because hoyland is apparently worth 75 million and he's only scored nine goals at atalanta and balagan has scored 21 uh at horns in france um Again, I find it hard to do the comparisons. You know, I know that people say X players worth this and X players, Y players worth this, but they're not going for the same price. There's loads of factors related. You got to think of the fact that Man United are the team that are going for Rasmus Hoyland. We don't have teams of the calibre of Man United chasing Balogun, at least publicly, that we know of right now. The same goes for Nketiah. You know, the teams that are after Balogun um, at the moment are teams out on the continent you know which again changes things changes the dynamic it doesn't have the Premier League money I know that clubs like AC Milan who would certainly put on par with say kind of the size of a club as Man United but the financials for a club like AC Milan are very different to the financials of a club like Manchester United and that comes into things when you're valuing players I think from Balogun's I've always said I want upwards of £35 million. Um, it's important to point that out, whereas the Rasmus Hoyland suggestions are between 60 and €70 million. Euros. That's according to Fabrizio Romano. Um, so you're closer to 53 to £60 million for Hoyland. I've always wanted upwards of 35 as close to 40 as possible, and I would have been uh, open with a potential sale. There has been reports suggesting that Arsenal would want closer to £50 million, which would be great, obviously, if we could secure that um but I would rather keep Balogun of the two I'd rather move Nketiah on I think Nketiah has had his time I know what we can get from Nketiah I know what he's going to give us whereas Balogun's more of an unknown quantity and I think I'd like to see him given an opportunity next season um Cactus Jacks what are your thoughts on the rumors that the rice deal might fall through I think it's just people trying to wind people up to be honest there's been no suggestions at all (laughs) that there's been a problem that there's going to be a problem um so I wouldn't pay too much attention to that. I think it's just people trying to wind uh Arsenal fans up on a West Ham side. So yeah, I, I wouldn't pay too much attention to that uh if I was you um at all. Um Mahanid says you are Arteta. Oh, my hair is just perfect. Uh, <laughs> who would you start against the MLS All-Stars assuming that Rice and Timber's deals are already done? It's a good question, you know. And it's difficult to say who would I start because often what we see is different teams play, you know, um, first half a team plays, second half another team plays. I think that there is potential to see, of course, Rice and, and Timber start that game. I think, you know, I think what Arsenal start into to doing is as they go into Premier League season is, you know, start the starting eleven, you know, play the starting eleven that you're gonna play and get them working and learning each other's uh, positions and characteristics and uh positions and things like that. So yeah, I I I don't think Timber starts with us immediately, ironically, but Saliba's fitness is a problem. So you'd probably start White, Timber, Gabriel, um, Zinchenko, uh, Rice. If Partey's still here, then maybe Partey, if not, Havertz, Nudegaard, uh in that kind of attacking too. And then the front three, as usual, would be Saka, Jesus, and Martinelli. If Martinelli's not fit still, which, you know, there are question marks, but it wasn't said to be serious. And if he's not fit, then Trossard uh, would go onto that left-hand side. Or smith Rowe. you could use either of those two. So I think there are plenty of options for us to uh, to have consideration for. Uh, Ashley Cullis says, can Timber, Havertz, and Rice, described as five signings because of their versatility? Uh, 2-11s create disengagement, e.g. don't need Tierney replacement because Tommy and Kivior. Uh, Played before him last season? Uh, No, in short. I know what you're saying, Ashley, but no, uh, because obviously, at the end of the day, you could really do with the numbers. You know, if you have an injury or two, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a very versatile player, you can't cover two positions. So, no, in numbers form, no, they don't. I absolutely understand what you're saying, and they can cover a number of positions themselves, but they can't be considered five signs because if one of them was to get injured, you know, then you're technically saying you're losing cover for two roles, which you are. But it's it's a numbers game, isn't it? So better to protect yourself with numbers than it is assuming that a player will remain fit for the full season. Um, AFC Cape Town says, Tom, you're forgetting that Balogun doesn't want to fight to get into the team. Now, this is assuming that these reports are true regarding his desire to play regularly. Now, there's a very big difference, right? And and let's get this straight. And I think this is important to clarify that the news we've heard from the Balogun side of things and the reports that we've heard from Balogun side of things is that it's not he doesn't want to fight to get in the team. That's not what we've heard. So disregard that immediately. What we've heard is that Balogun wants guarantees about regular game time. Now, we've heard nothing to say that he's been told that's not going to be the case at Arsenal because he's not even been back to the club yet, right? The other side of things is that obviously there are interests from a lot of clubs around Europe you know, and in England as well in the player. But there's been no suggestion at all and no report saying he does not want to fight to get in the team. If he is told that if he stays, he is going to get opportunities and minutes and time and regular time on the pitch, we don't know what the outcome might be. So we can't assume that the... The position of Balogun is that he doesn't want to fight because we've not heard that. No one suggested that. The suggestions are is that he wants guarantees about game time and regular starting opportunities. Now we don't know whether or not that's going to be the case yet, so let's wait and see what happens. But uh, from my perspective, the suggestions that Balogun doesn't want to fight to get in the team—I don't know who's told you that, but certainly you know—I don't know where that's coming from. So please feel free to send me the report that suggests that he doesn't want to fight to get in the team. Um, Rayan says, Tom, I think many fans are forgetting Smith Rowe didn't really play last season. This is also Vieira's season to settle in. He um, kind of had last season to settle. This is the season for Vieira to now flourish and, and to kick on. Uh, you know, it's his last season in my view to be able to convince me he's worthy to stay. Um, we are well stocked in midfield. Should all be fit and firing. You know, we have a lot of depth in the midfield for sure. I think if Partey leaves, you need to bring in one more personally. If Parte goes, I think we need one more. So let's wait and see if that happens. Uh, Evgeny says, are we really going for two or many? Again, as I said yesterday, I've heard nothing to suggest that we are. So, um, it's not to say that we're not. I've just personally heard nothing to suggest that we are moving on that front at the moment. Um... I don't think Nathan Smithrow will have a, a spell out on loan. I'd be very surprised if that happened. I don't think that will be the case. Uh, Dra- uh, Darach says, might a swap deal be on the cards with Jacques and Diaby? No, because the agreement of around £21.5 million is there with Leverkusen, so it will be a, a straight sale. It's very rare you get swap deals. Does that improve relations between the clubs? Maybe. Will it be easier to sign Diaby in the future? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. So... Um, but Diaby doesn't look like he's a player that we're moving on right now. Uh, Easy says, "Hey Tom, do you see Trossard as a left eight option? He played as a wing back before, so he can defend, and he's good going forwards." Well, I mean, just because you play wing back doesn't mean that you can defend. You know, a lot of people are very disparaging of Zinchenko's defensive ability, despite the fact that he can play uh, in defensive positions um, and fullback. And Tierney, you know, people say Tini defends better than Zinchenko. I wouldn't say Tierney is an amazing defender. Um, I'd say he's much more of an offensive-minded fullback than he is a defensive-minded fullback um, that has great defensive abilities. I think his offensive abilities are far greater. But Trossard, I think, can play that role. And I think the older that Trossard gets, you know, the more he moves into his 30s, I think you'll see him probably move more into the midfield. So I think that's naturally a bit of a progression that I see in his ability. Like, you think about the small low centre of gravity. You think about Santi Gazzola when he used to play out in the wide areas in his mid to late 20s. And then as he got further into his late 20s and 30s, he started to move more into central midfield. And I kind of see a similar pathway to, um, you know, to... to, to, to Santi and, and and see those links with the two there. Cape Town says, the reliable David Ornstein said he wants guaranteed game time. He's not interested in any loans and not interested in signing a new contract. How can we keep him? Again, so that none of what you said there, Cape Town, was the whole, you know, he doesn't want to fight for his place. There was not, those words were not used by David Ornstein. And that's a very different sentence. As I said, he wants guaranteed game time. He's not interested in in a loan. And in terms of signing a new contract... I'm personally not sure about that part. David Ornstein, following Balagan. Let's see if that part is true or not. Um, Uh, He has no plans to sign a new contract beyond June 2025 or go out on a loan. So I suppose the contract thing will change depending upon if he was to be given an opportunity. So at this moment in time, he has no plans to sign a new deal unless things change so that's the important caveat to that one but as I said it's nothing to do with not wanting to fight it's about the situation that he's ultimately in uh Williams says Williams uh William Saliba injured new member uh questions on uh thoughts on getting Edson Alvarez instead of Alavia of course his move to Borussia Dortmund seemed to have fallen apart unfortunately uh I think with I think ultimately with a player like Edson Alvarez, again, there's a risk factor because he's coming from abroad, coming from Ajax, same as Timber. Is there going to be question marks about that transition? I think he's a good player. Chelsea really wanted him a while ago. Is he the type of player that is the right fit? I'm not sure. I think that as a defensive midfielder, Arsenal wants something that's more of a six slash eight than an out and out six if we sign Rice. So I think we're more looking for a Lavia style player that can progress. You know, I'm playing more of a a centre midfield role than a defensive midfield role, but he's a good player, um, so who knows? Maybe Arsenal will come in for him. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Matt G says, Tom, what's the strangest Arsenal fan transfer take you've seen this window? Mine is I've seen some fans suggest that we should bring in De Gea as backup to Ramsdale. (laughs) Um, The strangest Arsenal transfer take I've seen? People that tweeted Edu out? It's a pretty strange thing, you know. very strange to say I do out. I think that was pretty strange. Um, hmm, Strangest take. That's a really good question, actually. I'll have a think. I'll come back to that, Matt G. Maybe something will inspire me, but I'll come back to that and see if I can think of something. Because on the spot, I haven't got anything at this moment in time. Um, Let's go to Derek. With Reese Nelson not under contract, can he practice with the squad? Great question. Yes, I think he can. I think if you uh, think about Robert Pirès and you think about um, David Beckham and you think about Thierry Henry, players out of contract at clubs, trained and were given permission to train with Arsenal. So yes, I think so. I think, Derek, he can. Good question, though. Um, But I certainly think that he can um, do that. Interesting that he's not, back at the club at the moment very interesting indeed actually um because he wasn't involved in international duty unless he's been given an extended holiday interesting he wasn't pictured yesterday maybe there's a reason why maybe they purposely didn't picture him if he's there but uh very intriguing indeed uh, j house media says would i take Kane?" on a free yeah i'm not paying 100 million quid for him though <laughs> you know i'd rather he went off to like buying or something to be honest but to take him off of spurs would be hilarious so on a free yeah i would um but uh yeah Eden hazard right there it is i think jonas knew there it was there it is there is the strangest suggestion <laughs> Eden hazard on a free no chance absolutely no chance um Mr. Juslin says, are lawyers present when players sign new contracts? I guess sometimes. Legally, there's a lot of things going on with contracts. Obviously, the players' agents are there. Intermediaries are there. The clubs, um, kind of the likes of Richard Garlick, Edu are there. Lawyers, though? I don't know why a lawyer would necessarily need to be present at a contract signing. Maybe there's a need for it. I don't think so, though. All the legalities of a contract would surely be sorted out you know, when they when they write the contract up, that would have the lawyer stuff involved. But the actual signing of the contract, I don't necessarily think would need a lawyer there. Interesting question, though. But no, I don't think that there would need to be. See, now you're just trying to come up with crazy stuff. <laughs> Babby coming back. Goodness me. Uh, Pavel says, any news on a sack backup? No, I think there's suggestions that, you know, Jesus and Nelson will certainly be providing competition on that right wing spot. So I think that that's probably where that is there's just not that many options unfortunately that are realistic financially for arsenal to pursue during this window and arsenal if they're going to re-sign um Nelson not to a new contract arguably they probably don't need to um so you know i don't see a right winger coming in at the moment so let's wait and see um Takuma Asano on loan I suppose Kylian Mbappe is probably the craziest suggestion so far that is probably the craziest one that we've had that's genuine and we've actually seen reports some people claiming that Arsenal have an interest in potentially China sign Mbappe I think that's probably the craziest one that we've had during this window. So yeah, there you go. Uh, Iceman says, Tom, what's a good place for Arsenal updates with Twitter going down? Hmm. Hmm. I wonder, I I wonder, (laughs) I wonder what could be a good place to get your Arsenal updates. If Twitter goes down. Well, I think there's somewhere at 8am every day that gives you everything that's happened in the last 24 hours. So uh, that would be my recommendation personally. Uh, I'm not going to recommend other channels because, oh, my days. I did say, you know, when someone asked the question, what's your top five YouTube channels? And I said what my ch- the channels I watch were. And I said, categorically, I knew that I was going to forget some. But my goodness, did people lose their rag in the chat, in the comment section. How could you not mention this person? How could you not mention this? It's like, why are you taking it so personally? <laughs> I told you I was going to forget people. And some people I just don't watch. You know, it's as simple as that. So honestly, I knew it was a dangerous question to ask me when, <laughs> when I said YouTube channels that I watch because I was always going to forget people and people are always going to disagree. Um, Sim, our gunners. Yes. Uh, the Reddit page is, is very good um, for stuff. If you're not uh, aware of it, the, our uh, gunners on Reddit is a, is a very good place to, uh, to stay updated on all things Arsenal. So I would recommend it. Um, Esmond says Chelsea looks like they want to keep selling why do we not go back in for Mudrick he's so so good um because I imagine that we're pretty well stocked on the left hand side now we brought Trossard in we have Smith Rowe Nelson can play there as well um Jesus can play there. we're very well stocked on the left I don't think we need to bring anyone in uh on the left wing uh, at the moment so that's that's why we aren't going to go back in for Mudrick they also don't want to sell him. So there you go. Um, yeah, I know, John. It was your question. You <laughs> really sparked some chaos in the uh, in the chat in the uh, comment sections. It's just the way that it goes. If you say that you like waffles, people will have a go at you because you said you didn't, or because you've not said you like pancakes. That is the world that we live in. It's a very human reaction to things, certainly. Uh, Dara says thoughts on Kai Havertz being on a 330k a week. Someone tell me where this reports come from because I just. Someone, please tell me where these numbers are from. I'd love to know. I'd love to know where Havertz 330 per week. Where is it? Um, let's have a look. Uh, Sports Builds is reporting that Kai Havertz will be Arsenal's highest played player on 330,000 pounds per week, and could even earn more based on bonuses. I've Oh, there's any suggestions that he's on that level of money. Goodness me, no. No. <laughs> just just no. And even if it was, it would only be that high if every single bonus was achieved, you know, and the bonuses would have to be crazy bonuses to get that high. So I imagine that the base kind of um wage is going to be significantly lower. Um than what, than what it actually is uh, being reported in that sense. Wages are horribly reported things. You know, I'd, I'd always say to anyone, anyway, even if it's not even from like Italy, like no matter where it's from, take it with a pinch of salt. Always, 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 always take those wages with a pinch of salt. Uh, awesome, Ibra says, will Timber being announced today? I don't think so. Um, I think there are suggestions that uh, announcements are more going to be towards the end of the week rather than the early part of the week unfortunately Um, so yeah don't expect an announcement today other than Alessio Russo Um, So there you go. Uh, Thank you, everyone, uh, for tuning in. It is very much appreciated, as always. And uh, I hope that you continue to tune in on the channel. I'll be back, of course, a little bit later on uh, this morning on the Arsenal way. There might be a show. There's probably certainly going to be a show for you uh, later on this afternoon and this evening as well. Looking forward to that. I hope that you have a fantastic day and uh, enjoy yourselves. Stop scrolling and refreshing Twitter. Otherwise, you're going to use your allowance up by... Uh, you know, my like midday. What I can suggest to people is that those people that you think are going to bring you the updates, turn on notifications for those people on your Twitter, and then just put your phone down. And if it buzzes, then you can check the updates from the accounts that you need to check the updates from. So, look, there you go. Akmal, a rice breakdown is coming. Don't you worry. I will be bringing you a Declan Rice breakdown in the near future. Uh, (laughs) There is uh, things going on behind the scenes. I'm doing my best. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. It's very much appreciated. I'll see you uh, very soon. And as always, stay safe, stay well. And as always, up the Arsenal.